Welcome to Temple of Health Radio Show. This is Dr. Susan Kolb, and today I'm pleased to have back as my guest, Mata Dalian, and her book, In Search of the Miraculous Healing into Consciousness, as well as the Dalian Method, are great ways to um, expand your consciousness and uh, elevate your um, ability to communicate directly with Source. She's been on the show before, and we're pleased to have her back. Thanks for joining us. I'm very happy to be back. Thank you. So would you give the listening audience, um, I guess, your contact information so they can take a look at uh, some of that as we as we go into it? Uh, the website would be madadalian.com, M-A-D-A-D-A-L-I-A-N.com. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of information about the Dalian Method, and uh, all my events are listed in the events page. Great. And I guess um, if you would give us some information about what the Dalian Method is and what um, what sort of, uh, I guess, ways you have to explore that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To, to sort of give a, an overview, um, when I started exploring working with people um, based on what I was seeing that was not working. So, um, and this is this was just accidental. I wasn't really planning on creating anything. Uh, what I realized is that people, because I have an ability to hear what people repress in their body and in their energy, I saw that there's a lot of repressed thoughts, emotions in the body that are blocking the energy and as a result creating all the... Um, blockages, illnesses, um, fears, uh, anger, all these things that are repressed. So they're creating all the unrest inside and physical issues as well. So I started exploring and then I discovered that with um, out loud expression and breathing through different parts and going back and forth through the body through a specific system, um, it's very quick to release all those repressions and to mm-hmm. come to a place of awareness, which is within the being, and to come to that place of seeing the lessons that normally it's hard to see with the mind because the mind creates the the beliefs in the first place. So once we jump out of it, the system helps to jump out of the beliefs, first of all, release them, release the emotions from many actually um, years and lifetimes even. And then the moment the person sees that, ah, this is um, actually it happened to my benefit and I was supposed to learn this and that lesson um, Mm -hmm. to get more into my own power, for example, this is a big one for many people, or to see that fear is actually um, just an illusion because I cannot die. Uh, My survival is always here because I'm always here. And then they jump out of those beliefs that are debilitating. And with that, there's more self-empowerment. There's more clarity about the purpose of a person's life. And the body starts healing itself naturally. So that's the system that, um, and I realized it's a very mathematical, uh, turned out to be a very mathematical system because a certain thing needs to be done. It's like A, B, C, D. So you have to do one thing and then which leads to the next and then leads to the next. And we need to do each part. It's like um, if we want to create a formula, we need we need each ingredient. So there's many ingredients in this system that all work together and work simultaneously, such as the body, mind, emotion, spirit, everything works together. And we're working with each area simultaneously. And then that that inner stillness happens, consciousness comes in, the shift happens. So it's like a life-changing situation within just a very short time, in 90 minutes. People can can have a complete shift in in consciousness and approach or, or their perspective on life. And the body starts to heal itself. And most of all, the, the great thing is that I eventually created a self-healing version of it so people can use it uh, by themselves at home or they can work with mm-hmm. a facilitator. That I have many facilitators that are trained now to work with this. So this is the idea um, uh, of downward causation, which is the idea that um, at higher levels, like mental and emotional levels, 
things not handled in the mental and emotional plane or thought or, or beliefs, as you said, that are out of alignment that then go into the emotions and the emotions are not properly dealt with that goes into the physical as blockages. And then um, what about the idea of karmic energies that are coming in? Because that's probably even above mental. Um, it's part, is, part, part the same thing. It's, it's all the same thing because most of relationships, for example, are karmic. And what it mm-hmm. means that any issues that we haven't resolved, then it becomes a karma action reaction. And sometimes what a person does unconsciously, say a person hurts somebody, um, then they have to come back to the next life to experience that same thing from another person or the person they hurt so that they can mm-hmm. feel it in their own skin. Because unless we feel something ourselves, it's hard for us to really understand mentally the how does it feel it's it's hard for us to grow spiritually and um that's why there's so many unconscious things that people do and and then they uh, look back and they start feeling regret for it and then when they start feeling regret for it that's another area they get stuck because mm-hmm. yes we do things unconsciously but we need to come to a place to realize that i couldn't have done better and I did this without knowing, and I will not do this again. For example, I will not misuse my power again. I will not mm-hmm. um, hurt somebody again or, or try to serve my own needs first um, and undermine somebody else because I want to gratify my own desires. So mm-hmm. once this awareness comes in and and we see that, okay, I couldn't have done better, and we need to see that. And that's how we come to forgiveness of ourselves and others. And same thing with parents. Many people you know, have a lot of blame toward the parents, but the parents, they don't know. The child doesn't know my parent is actually doing the best they can. And mm-hmm. in some sense, when we talk about karma, in some sense, each soul gets attracted to their parents because there's lessons they need to learn about themselves, which their parents mirror back to them. Yeah, the um, I guess the conventional wisdom from the masters is that the children generally choose the parents. So um, if that's true, then uh, oftentimes when the parents split up, the child will naturally gravitate toward one parent or the other, the one that the lessons are with. And really weird stuff happens in order for that to happen. When you look at custody battles and you know all the different things that go into it, and then the kid ends up with the parent that they're supposed to end up with. So all sorts of very weird things can happen so that the, you know, the, the um, karmic lessons are kept in, in the right relationship. Yeah, well, first of all, you know, if we look at the bigger picture, people's insecurities and fears is what make them do all sorts of silly things. Mm-hmm. And those things are they start compromising themselves, they start blaming others, they undermine their own joy. So jealousy comes in, um, you know, mm-hmm. follow other people's opinions, being afraid of other people's opinions instead of finding and following their own voice and inner strength. So these are the things that force people to to do unconscious things simply because mm-hmm. we're, the focus is not, we're not educated to look at early on to look at the questions of who am I? What am I doing here? What's my right. purpose? And instead, we're asked to compete. We're asked to enhance the, the all the illnesses of the ego of separation. And because of that, then we have all sorts of problems. And then we have, you know, um, we have things like positive affirmations, which, in a sense puts a sugar coating on all the anger, all the blame, Mm -hmm. all the um, insecurities and fears, and then people get more confused. And and that's that's the primary focus with my method is you cannot repress anything. Anything repressed will stay there. You cannot affirm something positive when when you're holding anger inside. First of all, you have to accept the anger. You have to allow yourself to feel it. And then the next step is you have to understand why am I feeling angry or why am mm-hmm. I feeling afraid or why am I feeling jealous? 
and that's part of the lessons to, to for the soul to understand that actually this is all coming from my ego, and I'm not the ego, and that's that's right. what's missing. And and then people focus on you know they think if I have more money, if I have prestige, everything will be fine. But nothing gets fine because even people with a lot of money, and I work with people. They have a lot of money, but then the fears are there. They're afraid to lose. They're afraid of their survival. So the fear mm-hmm. is there inbuilt in the body. It doesn't matter how much money you have. Yeah, it seems like a lot of lot of winners are learning that lesson that money doesn't buy happiness. You, you know, you hear the stories about all the things that happened to them, and it's very interesting. But right now, it seems like we're really being divided as as a um, at least here in the U.S., might, might be other places too, into um, the the victims, you know, the people who are extreme victims. I think they're called snowflakes in, in the media, that they're so um, into victimhood that they are just so sensitive to everything. And I totally identify themselves as being victims. And then there's another part of the population that's going more toward um, – you know, working together, sense of community, realizing that we have to work together in order to achieve things and don't seem to be sinking into the idea that they're victims. So it seems to be a separation occurring. Well, exactly, because the society has actually enhanced victimhood. They have actually Mm -hmm. made people to feel more victimized because that's how they can control those people. People can be controlled if they think that they're victims. It's only a belief. And then this is what I call in in Search of the Miraculous, I call the wounded ego. And explaining Mm -hmm. that the wounded, you cannot wake up. And then people try to wake up with the wounded ego. This is what I'm saying by putting a sugar coating. You can't put a sugar coating on all these emotions you're having inside with Mm -hmm. with any uh, affirmations or anything that is not true that's coming from within you. And yeah. this way, once and and we absolutely must work with those with those wounds of the ego, so that the mm-hmm. person can come into self empowerment. They see that actually I'm not a victim, and from that point, that's the transformation from wounded ego into a healthy ego. And then, if we mm-hmm. want to wake up, then we have to actually start seeing the tricks that the ego plays. The healthy ego mm-hmm. plays a lot of tricks as well. So that we can finally realize that the ego is afraid of the unknown. It's afraid to Mm -hmm. surrender. It's afraid to let go of the the attachments. And that's Mm -hmm. when a waking up is possible if we can take that step and actually say, today is a good day to die. I'm going to, I, I choose to jump into the unknown and trust the universe. Yeah, and you you kind of um, go inward and observe what is what is observing everything. Observe the observer and realize that your awareness that at the base of you, at the at the core of you, has always been this awareness. Whether you're you know four years old or a hundred years old, when you look in the mirror, it's the same awareness that's looking at your form in the mirror in the mirror so um becoming aware of what is always with you and then you realize that that doesn't die i mean people have near-death experience tell us that all the time that that awareness continues into other dimensions and it can be educated and has kind of a body but not a physical body and can then come back into the physical body well that's that's correct but the thing is it's easier said than done most people, that's, that's what I'm saying, they skip a step. And mm-hmm. when you skip a step, you don't have the, the force, the power. You don't have the consciousness that can actually ground in the whole body. And consciousness must be grounded all the way down to the feet because the feet is um, where we connect with the earth. And that's, mm-hmm. that's where the roots go. And most people try to do these things in their head. And they cannot go any further because the fears are in the feet. And, and when there's fears in the roots, the, the roots can't go any deeper. And that's precisely what I'm noticing, what I've been seeing year after year. For, for many years, I've been working with this. 
um, system myself with people one-on-one -on -one since 1997 when I devised it. Mm -hmm. And what I see is that even people have positive intentions, even though they want to do the deeper work, when we really get to business and we really start going deeper into the unconscious, and it's an absolute must to do that, because if we don't go into the darkness, we cannot transform what's in the darkness into light. And mm -hmm. and when people go go start going closer and deeper, then then suddenly the fear is so strong, the fear of survival, the fear of death, the fear mm -hmm. of disappearing, the, because all that fear is coming from the ego. The ego must disappear, but right. a person needs to feel that fear of disappearing into the unknown. Mm -hmm. And many people come to that place when I'm working with them. And they realize, they see it's the ego that's afraid, but they're still afraid. They still can't take that step. To take mm -hmm. that step requires absolute courage. And not only that, it, it's, it's a gradual process of building that inner witness, just like you were saying, the observer, which can happen through meditation, which can happen through going deeper into um, pulling all the energies backwards inside instead of leaking them outside, instead of trying to fix anybody, instead of trying to fix mm -hmm. um, things on the outside. We need to pull all the mm -hmm. energies back into into inner. And that's so difficult to do. It's absolutely, people have good intentions, but when it comes to doing it, this is what I'm noticing, not very many people are willing to do the work. And it must be done because just, and then people go with their head thinking that they're doing it, but really mm -hmm. nothing's happening because all the repressions are in the body and they're not aware what's going on there. And suddenly a button is pushed and the person f falls into blaming or it falls into depression mm -hmm. or it falls into self-sabotage, self, yeah. yeah, anger or self-criticism. There's a lot of self-criticism in people because mm -hmm. that's what they've been hearing. From childhood, if somebody's criticizing a child um, and says, you're stupid, you don't understand, so that belief is still in the body. And mm -hmm. then the self-criticism goes, and I hate myself, and um, I can't do this, and I'm not good enough. All these thoughts are beliefs, mm -hmm. and they're all in the body, and they need to be worked with. Because if the mind then says, okay, I'm going to start meditating, I want to quiet my mind, but all these beliefs are in the tissues, that's the thing. And and you're, mm -hmm. you're, you're a doctor, you know about tissues, right? And what happens is... The, the imprints, we, we, they call this now uh, epigenetic code. So everything is in that code repressed. Mm -hmm. And it's running. It's like the, the, the bottom of the iceberg has the power. And mm -hmm. this is what's in the unconscious, and it has the power. And then people try and try and try. I have so many times... People comment, I've tried this, 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 and I still feel stuck. Yeah, there's a little mm -hmm. bit of, they feel a little bit better, there's a little bit of improvement, but they feel there's an undercurrent that's not letting them break through. And this mm -hmm. is precisely what this method does. It goes into the undercurrent, and mm -hmm. yeah, it's uncomfortable because you have to feel those emotions again. You have to feel the fear of aloneness, which is such a, a strong feeling in every single person because the moment ever uh, we're born we have that awareness of I'm alone now against this big world so and it's unconscious now we don't even know and then people try to fix it by getting you know staying in a relationship that doesn't work then they start mm -hmm. compromising they don't understand why am I doing these things well I'm doing it because I'm afraid to be alone and then to feel that many people don't want to feel it so this is the difficulty with the human condition is that, yes, people want a better life. They want to be happier. They want to, to, to disidentify from things that they hear. Well, you have to disidentify. You have to watch. You have to, you know, see that you're not this, that, the other. You're that silent being. But it's easier said than done. I just see it because I work with people. And I could see they're really struggling. They're so... They're so wanting it, and then they do a little bit work. They feel better. They feel stronger, and then very few then 
venture to go even deeper because to go even deeper, then you're going to have to look at all the ugly faces of the ego. You have to start seeing all the, all the things you've done that weren't nice. And um, many people then don't want to do that, but some courageous people mm-hmm. do. And those are the people who basically are going to bring more light into the, this planet. And, and I'm very happy to say that I have the people that work with me, there's a whole mm-hmm. bunch of people actually now, they're, they're so courageous and they're so open. They're not hiding. And they're understanding that by hiding, I cannot free myself. Um, so that's the light that needs to be brought in by people around the world that each person needs to take that courage to look into their own darkness and unconscious and transform it and cannot be done with words. I'm just, uh, you know, it's, it's just, I've seen it so many times and my own experience is that too, that I just had to, I had to dig in. Who am I? Unless I know mm-hmm. it. Everything I say is false. Everything I think is false. Because unless I really know who I truly am, everything I'm saying is just useless. And that was my attitude. And that needs to be the attitude for people. This way, they stop feeling like a victim. They stop blaming others. They stop thinking that somebody else has to fix my problems. And Mm -hmm. that dependency, because what we do with dependency is we suck other people's energies. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's not good because then no matter how much you suck, the person is going to finally say, okay, I've had enough. I'm out of here. I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah. And basically you're on your own and you're still in that needy place. And you know Mm -hmm. what? Nobody can fulfill that. You have to look to see why you're feeling so needy. What are the fears inside you? And then there's there's a possibility mm -hmm. of some some real change. Then we'll stop feeding the the people's people's victimhood, like Mm -hmm. like you're saying, you know? And and that's where we can make a a big social change when people stop being victims. (laughs) Yeah. one thing that's happening that I've noticed, I don't know whether you've noticed it, but the energies coming onto the planet in the last month or two have been stepping up. And I've got some individuals around me um, that are experiencing deep grief or deep emotions that have no relevance for what's going on in their life. So the these negative emotions that are in the uh unconscious or subconscious are being brought up spontaneously because of this energy and we just need to explain to them that this is a good thing you know that that they need to feel that and release it and know that it's from the past or in this particular case it was one of my employees who didn't work through grief when her brother died and so she had all this grief last week and I heard immediately it was her brother, and she admitted that when her brother died, she didn't grieve. You know, she kind of just suppressed it and kept working and kept, you know, didn't ever go through the grief process. So the energies are actually helping us spontaneously release some of these deep, deeper emotions. And I just want to say that to the audience out there, that if you're feeling emotions, fear that doesn't isn't relevant to your lifetime grief that isn't relevant nobody's died but yet you feel a deep sense of grief that um maybe uh, Mata, maybe you could help them um with how to release that energy um when it comes up because it it's not from something in the here and now well my my work is very practical and the way to mm-hmm. release it's not just release it's to transform and that's why i created the system and people can can get it and do it on their own if they don't want to work with somebody else. But mm-hmm. th- this this is basically this is the 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 gift as I see it because even uh, teenagers can use it. I have a teen version, children, and um, also people by just releasing it. Not enough, like I said, it needs to be worked through the whole body so we utilize the wisdom of the body, the wisdom of the third eye, so that we can transform the belief 
and see that, as a matter of fact, what I'm grieving when somebody leaves is the sadness, mm-hmm. obviously. I feel sad that this person I'm not going to see anymore. This person is mm-hmm. not going to be there anymore. But we need to go a little bit deeper than that to understand that actually this person is freed. And right. I don't know where they're gone, but my grief is actually a very selfish thing. Because by mm-hmm. keeping wanting this person, I'm, I'm trying, it's the same thing I was explaining about feeling alone and needing somebody to fill the gap. And mm-hmm. then people don't let them go. I remember um, um, some years ago, I worked with a woman. She came with, she was about 35, I think. She came She came with a back pain that she, she just suddenly got this um, spasm in her back, lower back, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't let go. So she tried massage and chiropractic, et cetera, et cetera. So it, that wouldn't let go. And when I worked with it, when I looked at it, basically, uh, she what came up was she lost her father when she was seven years old. He died in a mm-hmm. in a water ski accident, and ever since she's been holding on to her father. So now the father, because we don't lose people, the spirits are all around us. The father mm-hmm. basically, you know, basically came and just gave her that physical pain, um, mm-hmm. and that happened when she was doing something in the garden. Um, so that she can she can see that she needs to let him go, and mm-hmm. that once she saw it, and of course the grief happened automatically. The the you know the part that she the neediness of the child, father's not there. Of course, it's all natural things. It's human, right? So mm-hmm. once these things were released, she saw. It's not just a release. She saw that actually I need to let go of my father because it's selfish to keep him. I need right, to take yeah. care of myself. And when when that happened, the, the pain disappeared instantly, and mm-hmm. it has never come back. So th- this is the thing. The body gives us signals. And mm-hmm. when the body gives us signals, we need to pay attention and not think of fixing it, but think of how can I go into the body, see what what's in there what is my lesson this is what i mean by lesson the lesson is to let mm-hmm. go we need to learn to let go we need to learn to take responsibility for ourselves that's the word that you know people don't like but self responsibility mm-hmm. means i trust my own inner strength i trust my own abilities and i can take care of things i don't need other people to do those things for me i can manage mm-hmm. it so that's what i call self empowerment and that needs to each person needs to come to there that's the healthy ego uh, that's the stepping into the healthy ego and stepping out of the the neediness and stepping out of the thinking of I'm a victim and mm-hmm. i have worked with people with sexual abuse childhood sexual abuse many people and mm-hmm. what happens is that of course you know the the society says oh this is a victim poor thing you've been mm-hmm. um, abused of course it's not a pleasant experience but when these people go deeper into the unconscious what they're realizing is that things happened this happened so i can learn to step into my strength and power because they were completely mm-hmm. giving their power away and right. once they do that suddenly they're like i'm in charge of my life and i can say no and i could create boundaries but if I stay a victim, I can never come to that place. If I keep thinking I'm a victim, I'm a victim, and society mm-hmm. around me says, poor you, you're a victim, you can never come to that realization. And not only that, when people go even deeper, they see that oh, I've done the same thing to this person who is now mm-hmm. my father right. in my previous lifetime. So now yeah. it's like, sorry, I, you know, I now feel, I now see myself, how it feels mm. to have done that to another person. Yeah. So I will never misuse my power anymore. And right. I let you go and I, and I forgive you. That's what, right. yeah. that's what true forgiveness is. And that happens mm-hmm. when we have no repressions in the body. That's why it's absolutely important to work with these repressions, go into the body, and the system does that. The system does that very quickly. And this mm-hmm. is this is a method for the next generations because I think all the methods that we've been working with 
to some level, they're either trying to fix something or they're trying to to um, change something negative to something positive, which are both part of the same mind. Um, mm-hmm. And somewhere they're not connecting that everything is connected. The unconscious, the body, the mind, the emotions, consciousness, everything is part of one being. And that mm-hmm. everything needs to be worked with. So it's like releasing all the, uh, all the, all the beliefs that it cover up the light of the being because the being is eternal. It can never die. And people need to come right. to that thing. Like you mentioned um, uh, near-death experiences. Well, a person mm-hmm. having a near-death experience suddenly has the realization, I can never die. And right. that's what makes a huge fear, and difference. And fear of death goes away almost universally. I've interviewed yeah. many people on their book of near-death experiences. So some have like a hundred or, you know, there's a whole bunch of them. And, and they're very consistent in that it's almost like if you really need to have that drilled home, you'll have a near-death experience and you'll come out of it going, there's nothing to fear about death, you know, and you'll really know that through that. Um and then a lot of the teachers who've had multiple near-death experiences uh, come back to teach, you know, and, and to and to help others learn through their experience, which is really. Well, I've beautiful. had a near-death experience myself as well, and really? I have when to take that? you even. I have to take you even further. That uh-huh. near-death experience gives you a sense that you do not die, but still does not give you the awareness of who you are. Yes, That's you true. can be, you become true. aware I do not die. And to, to mm-hmm. know yourself, we need to understand that the emptiness that exists, the whole universe, what we see in the universe, with, is within the emptiness. It's like the atom, right? The atom and what's, mm-hmm. what's moving the electrode, uh, uh, electrons around the atom. They're, they're all moving, something's moving, but what's what's... What's holding everything together is that emptiness. So, mm-hmm. so the same thing exists here. The the being, the moment we start to come to see that I am that emptiness, that's where then you cannot claim anything that the ego wants to claim. Then mm-hmm. you realize that this emptiness that I am, my being is, is also the same emptiness within the universe, and everything else in the universe moves just like the electrodes move around the atom, but mm-hmm. the, the emptiness never changes. This is the thing. Mm-hmm. What is permanent is that emptiness, everything else comes and goes and everything else changes. So then knowing so, the, what is permanent is how you know who you are. So is that like the concept of a zero-point energy field? That's right. Okay. And exactly. Would it, be, and, it would be called consciousness, zero-point energy field, Maybe scalar field is that? Have you heard that term? Yeah, you can call it whatever you want, but the thing is to come to know it. It has mm-hmm. to be an experience. You cannot know it with the ha- head because even if the mm-hmm. head knows, uh, the moment the death comes, suddenly you're faced, and this is also an experience that I've gone through as well. So I could tell you from mm-hmm. firsthand, you're facing the unknown. It's every person, and again, working with people. When I work with people, over and over and over again, people come to that place, and it's the same experience for everybody, that they come to the moment of death before they're going into the previous lifetime, and in that moment of death, there's like the stillness point. And in that mm-hmm. stillness point, you, the soul knows I'm going to disappear into the unknown. So what happens either because... The preparation hasn't been made. The soul says, no, I'm not letting go of my attachments. I want to, they fall Mm -hmm. back into the unconscious. So they're not able to surrender. (laughs) That's why in the In Search of Miraculous book, I talk about surrender and the path to surrender and how it's a must uh, learn process that we need to go through. And Mm -hmm. if a person surrenders and says, okay, um, I let go into this unknown, with the trust, then there's a moment of liberation. But if mm-hmm. the person is not able to surrender, then they fall back into the unconscious. They have to come back into another lifetime, mm-hmm. and the the Keep will continues, <laughs> what they call the will of Dharma. Mm-hmm. Right, right. 
and you know the basically um there's many many different levels of vibration that are all kind of uh contained within one another and so we you know we spend some lifetimes at a higher vibration some at a lower vibration many of us are here right now because of the ascension and to help with the planetary ascension because it's like a really um unique event that people wanted to participate in so one thing is just to realize that there's a multidimensional world out there that is there's many different levels of participation but what you're talking about is really understanding the projection of all of this consciousness from the point of awareness which is outside of all of it well that that the point of awareness is well, first of all we need to understand that each being has a certain energy so we come with energy we're born in, into a body and that energy mm-hmm. then first of all it's 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 blank like a blank and neutral energy and what happens through life and every generation has its own conditionings that are imposed on that blank energy Mm-hmm. And then we run those conditionings based on what's been imprinted there, and that's uh, that's how slowly, slowly evolution happens too. Because every generation comes in, the next generation comes with a little bit more awareness, and mm-hmm. changes start happening. So the souls that come and make changes, and if you look now, what's happening planetarily, uh, globally, is that. People are starting to realize, starting to understand a lie. Whereas mm-hmm. before, there would, especially in North America, people, especially through the media, like they would, whatever they would hear in the past, they would mm-hmm. take it as, yeah. you know, this is the truth. But now Walter they're starting. <laughs> yeah, now they're starting to realize. Wait a minute, this this doesn't seem like that truth anymore. I'm not gonna, mm-hmm. you know, I don't believe this. And this is the only way we can wake people up. It's people are waking up just even with that. There's still lots of people mm-hmm. are not not wanting to come out of their belief system. Whatever I hear in the news is, is the gospel. It's uncomfortable because if you have authority figures that you just follow, you can stay asleep and just you know watch your sports and go to your job and come home and do what you want to do and not have to really worry about anything. That's like yeah, being and, asleep. Yeah. But if you have to wake up to some pretty ugly realities that um, when you realize that these authority figures may not have had your best interest in mind, you know, that, that that's a real problem because then it's uncomfortable. Well, that's, that's exactly right. But the thing is what people don't realize is that they, in their own family unit, they are the authority. So they try mm-hmm. to to um, manipulate and control their children or subordinates, right. and they don't realize that they're doing the same ugly thing. So, of course, mm-hmm. if they don't see that they're doing the same ugly thing, then they're not going to want to wake up and look at the reality and, and truthfully. Right. And and why are they doing, why, why control is there, why people like to control, or why countries like to control, is because somewhere... There is, first of all, you know, it, the immaturity is there. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, the, uh, the United States is, a, is a, for example, is a newer country, and it's like a teenager. There's a lot of immaturity there. And mm-hmm. if you take, go back to Europe, you go to Russia, there's, there's, it's older. They're older, there's more maturity there. So same thing mm-hmm. with each person. When a person is more mature, they have more wisdom. When they're immature, the ego always thinks, well, I'm going to have it the way I want it to have it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter the what... Te- the uh, teenager that knows everything until they hit about 22. Yeah, and it doesn't matter what other people want or think. And this is what we mm-hmm. talked about earlier, that, you know, the karma reaction, action, reaction. And what's going mm-hmm. to happen with that kind of an action? So, and we take, like, you know, people who came to, to uh, this continent... First of all, completely destroyed the people who were living here, who had the mm-hmm. wisdom. So everything, the way I see it globally, all the unconscious actions are based on ego that likes to gratify itself or the mm-hmm. ego that is afraid. 
that is afraid of survival, basically. So mm-hmm. if we can teach children from school time to find who they tr- truly are and to look at their uh, fears, because obviously we're born with that fear of being alone. We come into mm-hmm. the big world. We don't know how we're going to survive there. And it's inbuilt in the body. So once we teach children to find their inner strength, from that part, needs to be part of education. If it's not, then and it hasn't been, and that's how we're missing the boat. And, and once a child knows that um, I'm not afraid, I can take care of myself, I have the strength, mm-hmm. then they'll start exploring who they are instead of needing other people to give them approval. Yeah, and that's and the, how the we idea, can get... The thought form that scarcity exists. You know, that's a very powerful thought form that um, once you incorporate that, then your behavior changes and you're more likely to victimize other people because you believe in competition and you better get it before they take it from you. And, you know, all that thought form, the war thought form, the, the um, you know, that's what probably wiped out the Indians was that um, other than disease, which was a big part, but um, the idea that... Uh, there, there was a limited amount of um, land, and there had to be a land grab, and you know, it's that's the idea of scarcity. Where really well, that that's, doesn't exist. That's, yeah, that's the idea of um, status quo control, because mm-hmm. the the status quo likes people to think that way, likes to people to think that there's scarcity, and if mm-hmm. there was no money then nobody's going to think that way. And that's how the Native Americans lived. There was no money. And they lived very peacefully. Uh, I mean, yeah, they had their own issues there too, fighting between, you know, different uh, First Nations. But the the fact is that somewhere we still need to look at the ego and how the ego works and the phases of the ego uh, that's another thing in the in the in search of the miraculous book I describe the phases of the ego how we go through those seven phases of development of the ego and consciousness because if ego doesn't develop consciousness doesn't develop and we must mm-hmm. allow for the ego to develop in the first place we, if we say ego is bad that's not good either because mm-hmm. existence created it for a reason Existence created the shell around the seed for a reason, and that shell is needed so that it can be protected, so that it can have an opportunity to grow, and then when it's not needed, the shell can be let go of. But we don't want to let go of the shell because there's so many insecurities because the ego hasn't grown. It hasn't matured. It hasn't ripened. So that's the whole education is for people to understand the whole dynamics of that human condition, how the ego works, and how actually we need to help the ego to grow and to strengthen instead of mm-hmm. criticizing and putting it down. So right. the wisdom behind this is the thing the the wisdom behind these things i'm saying it's not it's not new it's it's very ancient but how many people have explored this very few this is the problem that few older souls courageous souls have explored it they have understood it this uh, if we take the vedas in india that's a um, 90 year old scripture that has explored a lot of this human condition and this is basically my whole exploration and my creation of this system is based on this human condition and how it works so it's not just you know, it's not superficial that we take one thing and then we change it and we say affirmations and, and which don't work. And we, we don't come to anywhere that way. We don't come to mm-hmm. really becoming a voice that mm-hmm. can that can contribute because contribution only happens when we don't need anything from mm-hmm. outside that we say, I'm full, I love myself, first of all, I accept myself, and that's another thing. Self-love is absolute must for for the person to say, well, I love myself, I'm going to respect myself, and I'm not going to allow anybody to manipulate me or compromise uh, with any, I'm not going to compromise my inner truth. 
and this is another thing we do a lot. It's like manipulation goes on, you know, mm-hmm. uh, through through that human relationships all the time, mm-hmm. and that's not living in integrity. That's not living in honesty, and this mm-hmm. is another big part that's missing. Integrity yeah. is missing. Honesty is missing, and um, and that's that's um, the disease that we have. Basically, trying to what I what I say over and over again to the people I work with, time to honor unconsciousness is over. We have to start honoring people who are conscious, not not feeding people who are thinking they're you know they're a victim, because that's mm-hmm. part right. being in the unconscious. And, right. and what yeah. we've done in the past, we've actually tried to destroy. The status quo has tried to destroy people who are conscious. And mm-hmm. the, the very few who are conscious. Well, Jesus well, Christ is one example, <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, it's, it still goes on now, believe me. You know, well, the, of course the it does. Conscious because... among the physicians are the worst attack, believe me. They're yes. attacked by medical boards or killed outright. At least 60 holistic doctors have died. Yes. You know, the attacks are still quite interesting. Yes. But I will say this, that... Um, one thing I tell my patients who are ready to listen to it is that the answers are within them. If they can get in touch with that part of their higher self or the part of the wisdom within themselves, that they can they can tell me what is going on. And so that's part of what um, I try to teach them, especially if they have a life-threatening illness like cancer. And when they do get in touch with that part of themselves, they do realize what it is they need to do to get out of this life-threatening illness. It's very interesting. Um, well, that's I'll right. That's, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll tell a story about, um, it was a hospital administrator came to me. This was years ago. And she said to me, there was this little freckle, I mean, just a freckle on her leg. And she says, I don't like that freckle. Um, there's something wrong with that. And I said, okay, I'll take it off. And I just thought it was a freckle. You know, it didn't look like anything to me. And it turned out to be a basal cell carcinoma. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's when I started to realize that sometimes, even though my professional opinion might be, oh, that's nothing, if the person is getting a strong message to remove it, there's a reason for that. And I should listen to the patient. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's... It's it's very true that we we don't realize that the answers are within us, and um, so your method is one very good one to help them get to the point where they can really unveil that that source of information and knowledge and and um, you know feeling so that they know how to get out of bad situations. Yes, and very quickly. I have to add that because right. it happens very quickly without spending years and you know uh, months and years. In therapy. <laughs> yeah. Years in therapy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, we're coming up on the end of our hour. Would you like to give your contact information again? Uh, yes, the website madadalian dot com, and um, I uh, also want to um, uh, suggest people to go to my Facebook pages where we have um, I have quite a few uh, videos that is being posted there as well as on my website mm-hmm. when you go to watch button you'll see a lot of videos there and um, uh, there's quite a few um, interviews now that we're doing on the chapters of in search of the miraculous so okay. there's um, a lot a lot to listen and hopefully you know and and it's only people who really have tried many things and they they've ripened to understand everything we just discussed. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who take that step of helping themselves. And I salute and, and those the people, people. Yeah, the people that understand how valuable this connection is, this, you know, this inner knowing is, because it truly is. I mean, it's, it's the greatest gift that you have is to reconnect to your source so that you can understand what's happening to you on the outside or understand why you have certain illnesses or relationship problems or money problems and what you need to do to, you know, navigate out of them. That's right. The most important thing, looking and finding who you are. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, do you have any, um, I guess, words of wisdom or inspirational messages for uh, the audience at this point? 
<laughs> well, I think we discussed a lot, but yeah, the, the <laughs> only the only word of inspiration is not to be afraid of the fear, because mm-hmm. the the fear of fear is what stops many people from uh, mm-hmm. looking deeper. And uh, I always say, just feel the fear and do it anyways. So mm-hmm. feel the fear we must feel. If we want to transform something, we have to go through it. Right. And we can't right. just put a sugar coating on those things and then hope that yeah. something is not gonna um, is gonna change simply because we don't see it or feel it. We must feel it, mm-hmm. and to f- to feel it, it's worthwhile because once you go through and feel the discomfort and feel the sadness and feel the fear and the insecurities, then there's a possibility of transforming them. And again. Mm-hmm. Use the method because the method will take you there automatically, spontaneously, without using the mind. This is a very important thing. We do not use the mind. Just follow my yep. instructions, participate as uh, with the instructions, what I'm saying, do this, you do that. And and then mm-hmm. see transformation happen very quickly on its own, very quickly. So um, I think it's the courage. I'd like to people to understand that developing courage is very important. And mm-hmm. that's what it means. I'll feel the fear and do it anyways means take that courage because the outcome is the true freedom, the true liberation from all these conditionings and all these beliefs um, that that just press people down. They just kill the being, really. And there's mm-hmm. so much struggle and pain because of that. And it's time to each person claim their own voice and their own freedom and and their own creativity because each person brings their own gifts and they have to find it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, copying somebody else is not going to help because it's still not yours and it's not honest. So you have to really right. find your own. Yeah, and that's, the, that's really the fun of it too is, is the um, adventure of discovery. Uh, once you get past the fear and the negative emotions, then you get this surge of energy. And I always thought depression was just not finding that stream of energy. There's a huge stream of energy available once you understand your purpose and your, um, you know, your your path here. You know, it's well, a, that's exactly, that and that's why. Yeah, that's why the most important thing is ask those questions: Who am I? What am I doing here? What is right. my purpose? Where do I go when I die? Those are very important, fundamental, most important questions that everybody should be asking. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Mada. It's been a great interview. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. So hopefully um, we can continue sharing. We will. We will. We've been interviewing Mada Dalian, The Dalian Method, And her book, In Search of the Miraculous, Healing into Consciousness, is well worth getting. Please contact her um, on her website, on Facebook. And this is Dr. Susan Kolb with Temple of Health Radio Show. Please join us next week. 